This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. with the news. First, the headlines. King Charles III of Great Britain is in Romania on his first trip abroad since the coronation that took place less than a month ago. Romania's President Klaus Johannes receives in Frankfurt am Main the Franz Werfel Prize for Human Rights granted by the Center Against Expulsions. The majority of Orthodox Christians in Romania and the Greek Catholics celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles of Jesus Christ known as Pentecost. And the Romanian tennis player Gabriela Ruse is playing in the round of 16th of the women's doubles in the Roland Garros tournament. King Charles III of Great Britain continues his private visit to Romania. On Saturday, the British sovereign walked the streets of Valea Zolanuli village in Kovasna County in the centre, where he owns three houses. Dressed casually, the king was welcomed by the locals with flowers. He talked with the villagers and tourists who came especially to see him, and he also visited some picturesque places in the area. I love to come to Romania, said the monarch. Charles III was received on Friday at the Kotorchan Palace by President Klaus Johannes. It is the first visit that a British monarch pays to Romania, and also the first foreign trip of the sovereign since his coronation, which took place last month. As a crown prince, Charles visited Romania several times, the first time in 1998, and he declared himself an admirer of the country. He got involved in preserving the Romanian cultural heritage, buying and restoring old houses in the countryside, which he saved from destruction. In 2017, the presidency granted him the National Order Star of Romania in the rank of Grand Cross. Romania's President Klaus Johannes receives Sunday in Frankfurt am Main the Franz Werfel Prize for Human Rights, granted by the Center Against Expulsions. Romania's presidential administration specifies that the decision to grant this award represents the recognition of his activity in the field of promoting human rights and good coexistence between ethnic groups throughout his political career. On Saturday, Romania's president received the German Civic Award, offered by the Bad Hartsburg Civic Foundation in Dusseldorf, Germany. In the thank you speech delivered in German, the Romanian head of state recalled the efforts made by Romania to contribute to securing the EU borders. Klaus Johannes reiterated Romania's support for the European values, which gives legitimacy to the citizens' desire to benefit from integration into the Schengen area. 
He reminded that Romania fully meets the criteria for integration into the Schengen area, managing the external borders with responsibility and efficiency. The Foundation decided to award a prize based on the evaluation of the entire political career of the Romanian head of state, emphasizing the support for the harmonious coexistence of different ethnicities, the commitment to freedom, democracy, and pluralism, the restoration and modernization of his hometown of Sibiu in the center of Romania, the support for the anti-corruption fight and attachment to the idea of a united Europe. The majority Romanian Orthodox Christians and the Greek Catholics celebrate on Sunday the Pentecost, or the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles, an event that marks the foundation of the Christian Church. According to the New Testament, the Twelve Apostles gathered in a house received the Holy Spirit, who gave them the power to preach in languages they had never spoken before. Following the sermon of the Apostle Peter, 3,000 people were baptized and formed the first Christian community. In churches, believers receive blessed walnut leaves, symbols of the flames that appeared above the heads of the Apostles at the time of the descent of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, during the Pentecost mini-holiday, tens of thousands of tourists are in the resorts on the Prahova Valley or on the Black Sea coast. Many Romanians chose to spend their free time outside the country, especially in Bulgaria and Greece. The Romanian tennis player Gabriela Ruse and Marta Kostiuk from Ukraine are playing today in the round of 16 of the women's doubles in the Grand Slam tournament at Roland Garros against Jessica Pagula and Coco Goff from the U.S. Ruse and Kostiuk qualified on Saturday after in the second round of the Parisian competition on clay court. They defeated the pair made up of the Belgian Kirsten Flipkens and the American Shelby Rogers. Ruse and Kostiuk are seeded 13th at Roland Garros, one of the most important international tennis tournaments. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu congratulated Recep Tayyip Erdogan on behalf of Romania for his reconfirmation as President of Turkey and wished him success in fulfilling his new mandate during the investiture ceremony that took place on Saturday. The event was attended by heads of state and government, ministers of foreign affairs, as well as representatives of the diplomatic corps accredited to Ankara. And that's the news. This is Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Studio. And welcome to our special weekly show containing a selection of some of the best programs we aired over the past two weeks. This is Daniel Bills at the microphone. Stay tuned. On March the 6th, 1945, the government led by Petru Groza, government of an alliance led by the Communist Party, which put Romania into the orbit of the USSR, was installed in Bucharest thus educating the youth in the spirit of Marxist-Leninist ideology became the only national project and it was systematically implemented. Between 1945 and 1965, 
There was a period of post-war recovery and peace treaty reparations in Romania, so tourism and leisure were restricted. Starting in the mid-1960s, economic revival has also led to the revitalization of tourism. But the emergence of tourism under the tutelage of the youth organizations of the Communist Party, in which ideology and the acquisition of knowledge were combined, was a loan from the Soviet Union. Let's find out more on youth tourism and education in socialist Romania from Kalin Kotsoyu. It was about the so-called purpose tourism, so named to distinguish it from tourism in the West. In the sense, the Kutezatori expeditions excels after the name of the magazine of the same name published in 1967. The name means the audacious ones. Started in 1969, the Kutezatori expeditions for primary and secondary school children were organized until 1989. Diana Georgescu teaches Southeast European Studies at University College London and described the organizational framework of the Kutezatori expeditions. The 60s, when the competition was initiated, were generally years of reforms and changes. And this can also be seen in the case of the Pioneers organization. It goes through a series of reforms that more or less institutionally removes it from the tutelage of the communist youth organization and becomes an independent organization with a president, vice president and all kinds of commissions on sports and tourism, art and science. In order to give them a tradition and to mobilize the participants in the Kutezatori expeditions, References were made to similar organizations from the parts such as the Scouts of Romania. The most reproduced exhortation appeared truncated in almost all pioneer journals, the pioneers being the communist version of the Scouts. It was a fragment from historian Nikolai Yorga's speech entitled On the Purpose of Scouting. It reads... The purpose of scouting is to make you go beyond the words of books to see the true and beautiful thing that is found in nature itself. The expeditions took place in the Carpathian Mountains, along the rivers, in the Danube Delta, etc. The camps entailed displacement from the home and resettlement in the collective, and aimed at forming life experience, at promoting knowledge of the country and culture at teaching the children the relationship with the state and with socialist society. For the Kutazatori expeditions, teams of teachers and students were formed, and patriotic education was carried out with them, but knowledge of anthropology, history, ethnography, folklore, botany, zoology, geography, the environment and ecology was also provided. Expedition journals were also kept. Prizes were awarded to participating teams who submitted their expedition logs and collections of objects to judges. Here is Diana Georgescu. The Kutezatori expeditions were not a mandatory activity, but pioneer activities were encouraged and were something that had to be done. 
They were being popularized, and I was surprised to learn that people were putting it so much effort, both financially and physically. The expeditions lasted three to four weeks. They had strict rules. You were only allowed to use means of public transportation to reach the initial point of the route. You had to walk, you had to live in a tent in a self-service regime. Members had to cook for themselves and get their own food. It is estimated that for more than 20 years, 30,000 teams with a workforce of approximately 500,000 pioneers participated in the Kutazatori expeditions. The Global Wellness Day is rapidly drawing near, and this time around as well, we say yes to the invitation extended to us to discover the latest on the domestic spa market. This year as well, we are invited to view life from a fresh perspective under the slogan, one single day can change your entire life. The founder of a spa platform, Desprespa.ro, Ioana Marian, has launched an invitation for us. Let's find out more on this invitation from Eugen Nasta. Global Wellness Day este ziua internațională a wellnessului. Este momentul în care poți să descoperi Global Wellness Day is the moment when you can discover when you can have your own hands-on experience of what spa and wellness actually mean. You can participate free of charge in all sorts of wellness activities, correct breathing, stretching exercises, meditation. You can even do mini spa therapies. All that offered free of charge. The event takes place in the second day of Saturday, in June. This year it will be on June the 10th. The initiator of a spa centre in the capital city, Alin Simeon, gave us details on the concept underlying the setting up of the centre. It was a centre that started off from the need for self-employment and out of love for his wife, who always had that dream. Un element foarte important a fost grija față de client și grija față de om. Acest lucru ne-a împins la dezvoltarea noastră personală. The key element was the care for the client, the care for the human being as such. And that pushed us forward towards our own personal development. I worked with myself a lot so I could be a more balanced man, while the professional aspect followed suit, as well as the understanding of our client's needs. We opened the center in 2011. I met my wife at the Dalai Lama Center in Tibet, and taking one step after the next, we went from strength to strength. We're now in our third location, a superb location we're so proud of. It resembles so much what we wanted for ourselves from the very beginning. To be able to offer people a beautiful and elegant spa environment with a lot of nature and perfect to a fault services. Invoking, through the name of the centre, that kind of feminine energy we all have, irrespective of the gender, the centre creates a special atmosphere. Alin Simeon once again. Spiritul este unul al intimității, în care omul să-și descopere acel lucru numit acasă. The spirit is one of intimacy, where people can discover that very own particular thing we call home. That particular thing means relaxation, intimacy, enhancing people's intellectual or self-knowledge capacity. We offer classical beauty services. We offer 90 types of massage, spa rituals or signature rituals 
we laid so much emphasis on as we wanted each and every one of our therapists to offer the signature therapy, at once allowing them to introduce themselves for what they truly are, using everything of what they learned all along their professional career. We have the personal development and self-knowledge. Coaching side, we have yoga and meditation. Furthermore, we organize very many courses and events. We try to offer a personalized solution to each and every person visiting us. The founder of the Despresspa.ro platform, Ioana Marian, hip praise on Romania's spa market being on the rise in recent years. It literally progressed from scratch, only to reach its extremely diverse dimension of today. However, Ioana Marian said, there is still a lot more work to be done to that end. Încă sunt multe regiuni în care nu sunt centre. În momentul acesta, eu estimez undeva pe la un 30-35. There are still many regions that have not just as yet acquired the status of a centre in its own right. As we speak, my estimation is that of 30 to 35 centres that have the status of a spa proper and which are not salons. The spa experience entails the relaxation of all five senses, and not the tactile one alone. Besides, in another development, we cannot possibly speak about a spa proper in the case of the hotels and guest houses pointing to the existence of their own spa center, while the moment you step in there, you see they actually have a swimming pool, a sauna, maybe a massage room. There is no spa center, actually. What a consumer wants is a complete switching off for himself, since he is stressed out when he enters there. Everybody knows that after an hour they spent at the spa, they emerge a different person out of that treatment facility. As of May the 16th, the documentary film Apropiera, Too Close, directed by Botond Pusok, will be screened in Romanian cinemas. The film has won numerous international awards, including the award for the best non-fiction film in the Emerging Voices of Documentary category of the 29th edition of the Astra Film Festival in Sibiu. The film, nominated for the 2023 GOPO Awards, tells the story of Andrea, who builds a new life for her two children on her own after her ex-partner was sentenced to several years in prison for sexual abuse. However, most of the villagers openly support her ex-partner and his influential family and do not believe that the man committed the crime for which he was convicted, blaming Andrea and her daughter for making false accusations against him. When Andrea learns that the man will be released earlier, she is forced to fight against the mentality of the community which she is living in so as to protect her children and to heal from the traumas of the past. Let's find out more on this film from Le Cremiora Simeon. In 2016, Botton de Pusak participated in the Astra Film Festival and the DocuArt Festival with the documentary Angela, which received the Best Director Award. Angela, the main character of the award-winning documentary in 2016, told the story of a young Roma woman who finally manages to save herself 
We spoke to Botond Pusak about the topics he has tackled in his films so far, difficult, taboo subjects that are not talked about much. These topics, which most of the time we choose not to talk about, are the homework, the topics that fascinate me the most. I'm drawn to them because there is this silence around them and this is a reason that prompts me to make the film. I try to understand why certain things cannot be talked about and why I would rather not discuss them. Trying to question these things led me to the reason for the trauma and the healing. It's a theme that I've been dealing with for a few years already. I've made a few documentaries that talk about it. The struggle of the characters in my films, a struggle that defines us very strongly and knows no limits and censorship, inspired me a lot. When we experience such big traumas and feel that no one is by our side, that no one can help us, and that our only help remains ourselves, we end up discovering things we didn't know about. That's why, through these films that I make, I do not focus on the trauma itself, but more on the psychological healing process that the characters go through. If these themes or stories did not contain much light, then I could not tell them. That hope is probably what inspires me, and I hope it inspires the audience as well, said director Botond Pusak. He has recently presented the documentary Too Close, also within the One World Romania Documentary and Human Rights Film Festival. Moreover, the film, directed by Botond Pusak, brought back to the public attention the phenomenon of sexual abuse and violence against children and launched a nationwide awareness campaign. 3% of the teenagers in Romania admitted that they were victims of rape in 2019, according to a Save the Children study. Botond Pusak believes in the power of documentary and believes that it can become a platform for critical thinking and for encouraging civic action. This is why I make documentaries, and I focused more on this genre, although I primarily studied fiction film. I believe that the documentary, although it has a smaller audience than the fiction film, can have a much stronger emotional impact. And if at the end of the screening the audience has the opportunity to talk and exchange opinions with the director and the film's protagonists, the impact is even stronger. Lavanda and Garlic and Pins and Blue Paper are two special books difficult to include into a special genre, as they have fiction, memoirs and cookbooks all in one. They were written by architect and set designer Sergio Singer. Born in 1928 in Ploiești, southern Romania, Singer, who died in 2018 in Bremen, Germany, left Romania in 1963, but remained connected to his native country, which he frequently revisited and wrote about, and where he had very good friends. Some of them often remember him, as does the architect Radu Komša, a lecturer at the Bucharest University of Arts. 
Let's now learn more on the personality of Sergiu Singer from Elena Enache. I met Sergiu before I knew him or I knew him before I met him through an architectural enigma. I was walking on Iancu de Hunedoara Boulevard in Bucharest and I was looking at a group of buildings that represented a mystery or an enigma because the building on the right was the Soviet type and quite ordinary. The problem was with the building on the left, which was a bit cheerful, a bit exaggerated in terms of decoration, a bit ostentatious and, in any case, out of line. And I sat and wondered if someone was diverting Stalin. Someone dared to step out of line at a time when architecture was the puppet of dictators, the place where no mistakes were allowed. When I met him and he told me that he had designed the facade at the age of 27, I remember the moment when I had noticed it. The physical meeting between us also had a theatrical effect. He had a very special style of presenting himself. He used to say, I'm Zinger, like the sewing machine. Before becoming a professor himself, Sergio Zinger was, after graduating from the Faculty of Architecture, assigned to the studio of architect Iwan Giurgia. A fan of ornamentation in architecture, Giurgia realized that the apprentice was even more interested in decorations than he was and directed him towards theater. Radu Comșa. Eu am întâmplat de fericită să reîntâlnește pe stradă cu colegul de clasă de la Liceul Sfinții Petru și Pavel, through a happy coincidence, he met his classmate from St. Peter and Paul High School in Ploiești, actor Toma Karagiu, on the street. Karagiu hired him in 1957 at the Youth Theatre in Ploiești. There, he made his first set design for the show De Pretore Vicenzo by Eduardo De Filippo. Sergio told me that the premiere in Ploiești took place only a few months after the world premiere in Italy. That's how Sergio got into theater, which was his second great love. In the Federal Republic of Germany, where he emigrated in 1963, Sergio Zinger also focused on performing arts. Radu Comșa he arrived in Germany. I received as a gift from Sergio a painting, a watercolor representing the port of Hamburg. At one point, I told Sergio that it's not his style, it's too gloomy. They are not your colors, there is no joy in it, I told him. He admitted that he had some difficulties right after getting to the Federal Republic of Germany but he took up set design again. It started with Antigone in Göttingen and then, in the same theatre, he signed the set design for another play, on the opposite end of the theatrical repertoire, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And so his career in Germany began. He started with theatre plays and then the opera. He also worked on a television show that was successful on ZDF and had a career of over 10 years. Time now for some words and expressions in our language as part of our mini-series Romanian Without Tears, which will also bring to an end this week's edition of Sunday Studio. From your host today, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye and good listening. 
Welcome to a new edition in our Remaining Without Tears series. Your host is Eugen Nasta. Today we continue our journey through Bucharest's memorable spots of arts and culture, sports Bucharest has never been in short supply of. The Dimitri and Aurelia Gheza Memorial Museum is located in a historical, peaceful area of Romania's capital city. As usual, we begin with a couple of useful words and phrases. Collectie impressionante, impressive collection. Picturi, paintings. Desene, drawings. Lucrări decorative, decorative artworks. Natura moartă, still life. Arte populară, traditional art. Now, let us use some of the words and phrases above in meaningful patterns. Muzeul conține o colecție impresionantă de picturi și desene ale pictorului Dimitrie Gheață. The museum contains an impressive collection of paintings and drawings authored by painter Dumitru Gheață. Muzeul mai conține și un număr mare de lucrări decorative ale soției artistului Aurelia Gheață. The museum also contains a great number of decorative works of the artist's wife Aurelia Gheață. Remarcabile sunt naturile moarte cu flori și compoziții ale lui Dimitrie Gheață. Remarkable are the still lives with flowers and compositions authored by Dimitrie Gheață. Coloritul lor armonios amintește de tradițiile artei populare. Their harmonious coloring reminds us of the traditional art. That's all we have time for in this week's Romanian Without Tears. Thank you all for the interest you take in Romanian culture and for being so keen on learning Romanian with us. Goodbye. La revedere. Focus on Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's All That Jazz with me, Lucrimera Simeon. Today's program is devoted to the guitarist Sorin Romanescu, who has recently turned 55. Jazz musician Sorin Romanescu has been a guitarist and improviser for 23 years. Sorin Romanescu was born on June 1, 1968, a non-conformist in terms of aesthetic attitude in most of his stage projects, 
the guitarist and the composer, Sorin Romanescu, bravely approaches avant-garde sound zones and always discovers new contemporary stylistic territories, remaining a jazz man in the true sense of the word, because improvisation is the basis of any of his musical endeavors. He collaborated over the years with the pianists Marius Pop, Mircea Tiberian, and Johnny Reducano, the vocalist Anka Pargel, Luis Alzan, and Teodorainake, the double bass players Pedro Negrescu and Vlaiku Golcha, the sax players Nicola Simeon, Catalin Mila, and Christian Soleanu, as well as the guitarist Alexandru Mann, with whom he created some unique instrumental conversations. The respective dialogues between the two guitars were recorded on a niche album entitled Undercover, released in 2012, and highly appreciated by refined fans of the genre, such as the doctor and great jazz collector Ion Pitti Vintila. Listen next to a first cut called Nuage by Django Reinhardt, performing are the guitarists Sorin Romanescu and Alexandru Mann. Thank you. 
After new hours by Django Reinhardt, we invite you, in the end of all that jazz today, to listen to another interesting instrumental conversation between guitarist Sorin Romanescu and Alex Mann called Blues for Alice by Charlie Parker. Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight.
Hello, this is Daniel Bills, the microphone with our weekly feature in the spotlight, which today has a very interesting topic, art. Until July the 16th, the city of Timisoara in Western Romania plays venue for the contemporary art biennial Art Encounters. The event, which has been included in the greater project Timisoara European Capital of Culture in 2023, is unfolding under a very interesting title, My Rhino is Not a Myth, Art Science Fictions, and is artistically quoting from the great German painter, engraver and art theorist, Albrecht Dürer, and from the Romanian-born playwright Eugen Ionesco, with his famous play, The Rhinoceros. The Biennial's envisaged programme outlines more clearly the role of art and culture in the context of the current war of aggression in Europe and the imbalances caused by the pandemic, as examined by curator Adrian Knotts in the research stages for next year's programme, artists can at one time unsettle dominant narratives, turning this landmark event into a place of reflection and at the same time a form of protest. This exploration will take place with local, regional and international artists in the form of exhibitions, workshops, events, a conference and, most notably, collaborations with different entities in and around Timisoara. In addition, local and international artists, thinkers, activists and curators will join the Biennial's programme for talks, presentations and other panel-type discussions and conversations. Eugen Kojokariu, Editor-in-Chief with Radio Romania International, has talked with the Biennial's curator Adrian Knotts of Switzerland. Adrian Knotts, you are the main curator of the Biennial here in Timisoara. How was your experience until today? My experience until today was, of course, in the last couple of weeks, it was very uh, strenuous. We had to install the whole exhibition, but it's always a nice moment when, um, when you can say, theory becomes reality, you know. So that we, the artworks we never saw in this constellation, and so it is, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time to, uh, yeah, to work on that. You come from Swiss, you love to organize and plan. How was your experience here in Romania where miracles often happen? Well, I'm not so Swiss, so it's okay. <laughs> but I think I think it's not just a, how would you say a Romanian uh, issue that planning is not such a big topic because I think it's also got to do with the pandemic. Also in Switzerland, it's, everything has become really chaotic, so it's more like a global phenomenon. But I think what was challenging for me was uh, in Switzerland we have a very strong working ethos, so we we uh, engage a lot in our work, and this is slightly different over here. So. It's, Sometimes you had to, you know, push people to, to do what they had to do. So that, yeah. Why have you accepted to, to curate this exhibition in Timisoara? Well, I think the main reason is I've been coming to Romania for almost um, 20 years. I did a very uh, exhibition in 2006, which was called the Dada East, the Romanians of Cabaret Voltaire. And I don't know why, but somehow I've, I couldn't let go of Romania. And then, of course, when I was offered to do this biennial, it was a great chance also to explore the contemporary Romanian art scene a little bit more and, and get into it. Timisoara is a kind of crossroad here in Romania. How have you managed to, to 
put together the pieces of the puzzle with different artists coming from different countries? I think the main, we could say we followed the way of the rhino. So we used the rhino as a kind of narrative tool. And by following the rhino in that sense, that's how we collected the, the artists together. So we did here in the region research, studio visits, visited different galleries, but we also explored a little bit in a broader context different artists that would fit into, that would help us create this narration or this story of the way of the rhino. Where do the artists come from? Somebody told me it's 21 different uh, nationalities. I don't know all by heart, but I know that around half of them are from the region. So Romania, Hungary, Bulgaria and um, Serbia. And we have a, a bigger group coming from India, Bangladesh. There's some Mexican artists, there's a Thai artist, there's an artist from uh, New Guinea, French Guinea, sorry. There's some Swiss artists, Austrian artists. I, I haven't looked too much on the nationalities. Do you have a subject, a theme for this exhibition this year? Or the artists were free to come with their artworks? No, we have the topic, art science fiction. And so this is the topic in, in with which we selected the artists. And we, we had, it's not that the art they were free to come, but it was kind of also kind of, how do you say, a, a conversation with the artists to see what they can do with this uh, topic and how it inspires them. But in a lot of cases, we also just chose artworks that um, that fit into the art science fiction's topic. Ovidu Shandor from Art Encounters Foundation has spoken about art science fiction, and after that, he did the joke art science friction. Have you had frictions with the, the other curators or with the artists? No, not with the artists, not with the curators. So we worked collectively. So no, I think frictions is also something good. You know, if you, it's frictions creates heat so that's uh, yeah the second participant interviewed was a visual artist Mizanur Rahman Chaudhary the one who has brought to Art Encounters an installation entitled Fear of Social Bin I want to say it's a, it's a sculpture it's a total sculpture so I collect for from the uh, for material for every different type of area, especially in the discarded material. So it's, it's uh, like a, sometimes it's a backward or also like a, in, a, in bean, what is called trash. So I use a discarded material and, a, and everyday material. So day by day I, I develop this project. Also I collect the memory and also I collaborate with the people, artists. And uh, this space uh, work is not finished yet. This after, after after two months, it will it always becoming by the by the public. So the, here is a, you saw the, also you you will see like here is a uh, stage it's called, and it's a becoming stage. It's called performative stage. So public also intervened here. Also 24 hour channel is there. So they change the channel. They change the movie. So movie and Netflix is there. So and so Wi-Fi is there. So you create your own world. And uh, the main concept is like uh, how you create by the uh, destruction. So create creation and destruction. So we create our uh, our earth by the dis destruction. So it's the uh, main uh, idea of this. Uh, so in fact, it is a living and a growing piece of yeah, work. Yeah, it's like a rhizome process, you know. It's like a, it's not like an end process. No, it's not the piece. Mm -hmm. It's the byproduct. Yeah, the art is the byproduct, not the product itself. Mm -hmm. So it's a day by day. It's a becoming and becoming and becoming. Yeah. 
could you make a short virtual tour for us? Yeah, of course. No, uh, okay. spoken one. So to explain a bit the spaces we can see oh, here. Well, uh, when you enter uh, enter the space and you see the gate, the gate name uh, is the is called Heaven. Mm -hmm. So it's, and the, you enter the space yeah. in your space Heaven, mm -hmm. and then you saw the lot of destruction is there. So the destruction is uh, this is comes by portray by the by the net uh, like a uh, video projection, and also like uh, making the destructive discarded material and the uh, and the sculpture which is also destructed so is is uh, and also the like a theater the theater is not end uh, yet is is uh, becoming a theater so that's why i call and also the saloon and then the so i collaborate with the local uh, artist he is a uh, 15 years uh, uh, idea of the like a hair uh, hair cutting and then uh, i call every every week he uh, he will announce for uh, two and three hours to uh, by social media so who is interested art artists is there mm -hmm. and my last question uh, which is the conclusion you would like the public to leave your exhibition with well uh, i want to say please visit this space and uh, intervention your uh, your own side and uh, try to the choose the the destructive part or creation part how you uh, involve this uh, immersive in a uh, experience mm -hmm. yeah okay. And that has brought to an end this edition of our weekly feature in the spotlight. From your host, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye for now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome everyone to a new edition of Simply Folk at the microphone Vlad Palku. Dobroja is a region in eastern Romania rich in cultural and traditions. And a major exponent of that region is Victoria Vlase, a popular folk vocalist. Let's listen to her performing a song about her native region. Sărbători, colorate și brodate în culori de flori Sunt atât de... 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.